Minds on Muscle community, welcome to the Fitness Pro Mentors interview series. If you want to hear some amazing interviews from amazing fitness professionals all over the world, please join our Fitness Pro Mentors private Facebook group. But today, let's make it rain. Fitness Pro Nomads, we are back for another live interview slash chat. And we got round two with Mr. Curtis Clay of Curtis Clay Training. Curtis, what's shaking, man? You got an active gym over there. I love it. How you doing? Good, man. Yeah, we're just kind of keeping busy. and uh, Things have been good, man. It's been busier than usual. Um, but school's going to get out here soon or some format of school, how it's been. So that'll start June. And then uh, we got to really tighten up, make sure we're locked in because it's going to get a little crazy. Had a lot of college kids call to get, to, that are coming back this summer and stuff. So uh, it's been good. And then, yeah, dude. But, yeah, no complaints. It's been good, you know, trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dad of two. And I'm coming. I'm going to have my second real, real soon. So I'm excited to try and oh, yeah. learn how to sleep with two. It's going to be tough. It's a journey. It's a, it's a for sure journey. Chris, yeah, I got to say, every time we connect, I love your facility because you got this open bay concept. In the background, you hear weight smashed and you hear people doing stuff. And honestly, I mean, you're really doing it. You're one of those entrepreneurs, those nomads in the fitness industry that's actually making it happen. But you're in this open bay concept. There's no privacy. It's all about the experience. And I love it, man. It gets me fired up every time we talk. Yeah, man. It's It's been a huge blessing, man. I think that the coolest thing, though, is when I was looking for essentially a space um, you know, you're looking for like, okay, open space. That's good. And kind of go from there. And then, um, I found one other space that had a pretty cool concept where it was like an entryway and then like this private offices and stuff. Um, their lease was pretty trash if I can be honest. And, uh, I was looking at it and I was like, no, cause if this happens, it can, they can ruin me. So then anywho, I went going to, uh, what's it called? This place. It's been great. So, I mean, Open bay, we got, well, it was like a wall kind of in the middle. Yep. And then uh, separates, like I got, I call it like the machine side from the freeway side, essentially, um, which has been a great, great thing. And I think the culture and community that we've, we've built here has been pretty awesome. I've been, it's probably turned into more than I can expect. But I mean, the people that come in, they're, they're the massive factors when it comes to building that culture community, right? So it's been good, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm awesome. I don't know if you know this, but our facility is almost shaped like yours. Like we've got two units and the one side, we got the machine side, like we call it. And then we got yeah. the free weight side. The only thing we got that's a little different, which works well for what we're doing now is we got this little mezzanine up here that lets us do the classroom and stuff sick. like that. It's super sick. I really do love it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I would love that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you could make it happen if you want. It's definitely worth it. You get extra space. It's not bad. Um, Oh, but yeah. really quickly, if anybody's watching this live in real time, we do this live in Fitness Pro Mentors every week with somebody awesome. Curtis is one of my good friends, and I'm loving having him on. If you have any questions, please comment in the live chat, and I'll be sure to ask him. And as always, if you want to talk about building a business like Curtis's or mine, reach out. We'd love to see if we can help. But I do have a yeah. question for you, Mr. Clay. Marketing, man. I've spent so much of my time working at dialing in marketing, messaging, and getting visuals dialed in. And you've spent, obviously, a lot of time not only just having awesome facility and good training, but curating a marketing and business model that people see what you're doing and they recognize that it's different. And they know it's not like other training, sports training places or injury rehab style places. And I'd love to know if you're open to it, would you share some of your marketing philosophies and some of the things that you've done that you love? And that you believe yeah. and that you work on that you think other people could benefit from. Yeah, I think uh, I think some of the things that I think the first thing you got to figure out what type of identity you want, 
right? I mean, you, you kind of covered that a little bit, talking about um, saying the word, like, how do you show people that you're different? Um, different's not always good, um, if that makes sense. What I'm saying it's not always good. Being different just to be different makes no sense. Um, but if it's within your vision, your philosophy, and how you want to be seen in your community, you have to then paint that picture um, uh, from a marketing standpoint. So and I, I don't like to pay for a bunch of marketing stuff. I like to essentially use the free platforms, whether, I mean, the only thing I do pay for is like the podcast, right? But I, I'm i not tech 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 savvy, um, so I don't know how to like code and make my own site stuff. So I, I, I host through somebody. Um, but then other than that, that's more sort of build community, but you have to essentially communicate the message you want people to know. Um, and I think you can get overcomplicated in that, you know, like you'll see posts, people be like, they're showing one exercise and, um, they're talking about all these things that are very big words and big buzzwords or, and you're attract, like, who are you attracting? You're attracting other trainers potentially. And really you're attracting um, other comments of them being like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> so uh, you got to figure out, okay, what market are you going after and how do you communicate that um, in a way to where they can understand? And so that's kind of the route I've gone where it's like, we are different and um, we build everything around people, which most people say they do as a personal training, like I do personal training, um, but really they're just kind of doing what everybody's doing on Instagram and so forth when it comes to that. But you want to convey a message um, that you want people to know, and then you're going to, those people will be the ones that'll contact you or they'll come by or you know, if you got an online form, they'll fill out your online form. It just varies. So I've tried to kind of like, I'm okay being different. I'm okay with who I am and how we do things. And I kind of let my work speak for itself or our work here speak for itself. Um, but we just use the marketing aspect to um, show people that there could be something else out there that could benefit them. Um, and the hard part that we found now is that everybody wants to come in. And I'm not saying everybody, but like a lot of people want to come in. And then we have to really be like, this is our process. This is how we go through things. Are you okay with that? Right. If that's not what you want, you want more of a CrossFit thing, which is cool. I'm not, I'm not bashing CrossFit. Then go that route. That's fine. Um, but try to paint a picture of that. And it's really hard to take your ideas up here and put it in a picture or put it in a video. Uh, and it takes practice. You know, it's, it's like another skill you've got to work on. So um, that's kind of what I've done is trying to communicate the message and I'm invested in a lot of, techie type things to have the end product be better just like your your you know your setup on this screen you got lighting there you got it behind you, you got a backdrop right and all these things that i'm noticing now that i didn't used to right like oh wow brandon looks like he's in the forefront or foreground because that light behind him right there and all of a sudden he's got you know the microphones right here he has a light on this side to make it more dramatic this side so the more we understand those things the more we can communicate yeah we can we can <laughs> Exactly, right? So we can yeah. communicate those things and, and pictures are powerful, right? And so are videos, that type of stuff. So leveraging that is crucial. Yeah. And you said something that was super important though that I wanted to touch on. I mean, first and foremost, I completely agree. I mean, this is where I said there's two things I really value when I'm thinking about investing into my business. One's people and the second is speed. But when I talk about speed, I mean like technology, processes, skills, because that right. all is one encompassing thing, which that's the reason why I love talking to you because I would say that you being, and I love saying like a nomadic entrepreneur, like you're someone on your own, you're trying to build a business, but you're also your own marketing department. You're on your own sales team. You're also your own content creator. You're also your own R&D, creating your own educational platforms for Curtis Clay training. Like you're really doing it all in a way that's efficient and not kicking your butt on top of having a family of two, 
which is what most people think is insane. But in reality, when you invest into the tech and the skills, I mean, you can go faster. You can do more things and you can reach more people. Now, what you said that I wanted to ask you about is you talked about, you know, building your business's identity. And I would say that you've done something, in my opinion, that I tell everyone not to do, but you've been really successful with it, is that I tell everyone, and you said this before, that when you market to everyone, you get nobody, right? Right. If you try to market to pain, sports, bodybuilding, I mean, even if you're an RTS superstar, you can work with all these people. So I tell them to have an one irresistible offer and work for one demographic. But for you, you really do, your marketing seems to speak towards athletes, but you seem to have two different groups of people. You've got these, you know, yeah. silver-haired, beat-up people that you're helping, like we, <laughs> right? And then you've yeah. got the young athletes. And I'd love to know how do you juggle that to juxtaposition between those two polar opposite <clears throat> demographics, and who was your key marketing focus, and does that turn mm-hmm. into getting more people? Yeah, uh, my key mark. So when I first started. I got. I was at a baseball facility, right? So I was working with baseball players and athletes, essentially, and that's how I got known. Then, as I went to other courses, I realized that I can help these weird tweaks and injuries and stuff like that. But there's athletes that were getting, I would call them, adult type injuries, right? Things that are like you 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 used to see in adults. And I'm like, this is weird, right? And then you know, their parent would be like, Hey, I kind of have that issue. Do you think you could help me? You know, my running joke was, Do you have muscles? Yeah, I can help you, you know, and just kind of like breaking the ice. And so what I found is that if I go after athletes, right, it's almost like, uh, you know, uh, what's that? Uh, marketing philosophy and sales, right? So it's like child, parent, adult, right? So um, if you go after the child, they opens up the doors to have conversations with the parent and the adult, right? Which would be this, this, this scenario of the parent. I have a parents bring their 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 parents in because they they've been everywhere. Okay, yeah, this is great, you know. And so over time, what I found is as I continue to communicate, hey, yeah, we are a. I was known as a sports development person, but how I do things is different. In their mind, they're seeing, well, that could help me, or that could apply to me. So it's almost like you know, like in sports, you never want to play to the level of your competition. Never, right? And this happens in baseball a lot with us and. Uh, you'd be like, this team's not good and you play down and then it's a close game. And then you're like trying to still win and you like barely win and coach gets mad. Well, how do you operate in a way, no matter what demographic you work with to where people are like that person is a professional and I have a body and they work with bodies. I bet this can work here. Right. I mean, how does that happen in every other industry? Huh? Well, you know, I like bacon. I wonder if we cover it in chocolate because I like chocolate bacon. And people are like, that's weird. And now it's like, people love it. You know, so it's like, when people start to see that you are essentially leveling yourself up and you're good at what you do, doesn't mean they won't ask the question to you if you're approachable, but can you work with my mom, can you work with my dad, this type of stuff. And then from there, it's just continued to, to bubble out. So uh, on the flip side of that, I was known for athletes, started getting a lot of really injured people. Uh, I would call injured or quote unquote unhealthy. And so with those people, they kind of cover my morning hours, right? And so that kind of helped my schedule kind of start to fill up and balance out, which is great. And then, um, which has been great from there. And then from there, I built relationships with like PTs. I built them with surgeons, other doctors. Uh, I had to talk with the Mayo Clinic recently in New York. Um, there's this other guy that's a neurologist out in um, New York uh, that I'm talking with soon because he's with the client that I'm working with right now. 
So it is a fine line of communicating. Now I have to think about this, right? So who's typically on what platforms, right? So if I was to market that way, um, so if I was to say, okay, Facebook is probably more adults, more parents, the content that I would post on there would be more so targeted towards the parent. And then on Instagram it's probably more the athletes and so forth. And I'll probably push that content there. Twitter, it's a whole, Twitter's a whole different world. So then you can start to pick and choose what you're posting to communicate those things. Um, it doesn't mean they shouldn't cross over at all. Um, but I found that that's where you kind of like want to nurture those, I guess, leads and so forth. Um, but there's a lot more parents going on Instagram, you know, but I would pick one platform and leverage that. That's just my opinion because, and you, you'd want to pick the one that is, is like you're drawn to because you're going to put more effort into that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, just kind of varies. I think you nailed something there, though, that each platform has different demographics that are on it. Because for yeah. our generation, I hate saying this, kind of dating us, Facebook was new and exciting, <laughs> right? I mean, you're in, you know, we're like the Facebook generation. And that now I right, talk to right. my nephew who's 13, he's like, Facebook, that's for old people. I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. right? But that's good because if you're marketing to those old people, Facebook and Facebook groups and other Facebook communities, really powerful tool. Grandpa's probably not on Instagram compared to how he might be on Facebook. And that's my grandpa. He's on Facebook, cruising around a little bit, definitely not on the Instagram. So each platform definitely has community and revenue generating possibilities specific to your right. demographics. So I think you having that split between this content and platforms for this and this content pl content and platforms for this is an absolute brilliant move. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just research, right? I mean, look, look it up. I mean, I think the hard part that I found when it comes to marketing, I think anybody can market. I mean, you're like, oh, how do I... You know, like I'm, I'm a contrarian at heart. Like, oh, that's cool. Um, that video is super sick. I've always been drawn to creative type stuff. But I was like, I, I should figure out how to do that. How do I figure out how to do that? Okay, and look at this. Oh, huh. well, you know, what's interesting is I'm getting a lot of these people. The more I post on this platform, getting these type of people, based off my form I use online, where people fill, fill, they have to fill it out before I con we contact them. And it collects data on them for me to know, okay, maybe I should be posting more about this. Or say, for example, um, I don't have this issue, but I've leveraged it this way. Say I've got some morning slots I need to fill. Okay, I need to post more stuff on this because a lot of the new people I'm getting is athletes, so forth, but I want to fill this time slot, right? Or it's just helping me speed up the systems. I know you said that, the, like, speed, right? Everything's speed. They think recklessness, right? You get a speeding ticket. You get this type of stuff. It's just a framing of a word, right? Like, it's a framing of a word, and so if it's like, uh, like you said earlier, you said it's efficiency. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're able to do, we, we built these systems into play so that we can spend more time with our clients yeah. versus like, oh my gosh, I got to track a payment. I got to send an invoice. It's like, no, if it's all built in, then you can just focus on the thing that you're passionate about. And I think that's what burns out a lot of fitness professionals, right? Oh, yeah. There might be some that really like marketing. They want to push that and do a little bit of training. That's fine. Then do that. Right. If your marketing is so good and people love the marketing, you probably charge double the price if you wanted to, uh, you know, like, wow, dude, they did a highlight on me. Right. It's like, no wonder it's 150 an hour, you know, or what I'm just like, you know, people's value of per, or perception of value varies. And uh, it's just meeting that market essentially and figuring that out, you know. I couldn't agree more. And I love that because openly, I mean, I love creating content and being creative as well. Yeah. But I mean, there's something that Greg Mack said, or one of our mentors, and it's that idea of measuring 15 times and cutting once. 
Well, how great would it right. be? Like what we're doing right now, you do one thing, you cut once and you influence 15 things, which is in reality, when you cut right. the body one time, you influence 15 things. And so this here, this live streams on Facebook, I'm recording it right now. I'm recording the audio. So as soon as it's done, I put it into Final Cut Pro. I get an MP3 for a podcast. I get a video for YouTube, a video for the Facebook group, a video for Facebook and Instagram. I could chop it up into Saul Shorts and all of a sudden one cut speed turns into a bunch of different things and then marketing becomes rather seamless and less energy without kicking your butt and i think that that's i think finding systems like you said is the key word to make that efficient super super powerful i absolutely love it hey i got a question for you what do you relate with more trainer fixer crap It's a conundrum. It is, isn't it? Right? And you give me the scales, right? If you want to think of the scales like you see in the attorney's office, the balance, right? I know the balance scales, right? Hmm. <clears throat> like I'm not trying to be politically correct. I would probably say I mean it's it's a mix of both. I would I would call myself more of a trainer. Okay. That has the mind of a fixer. <laughs> that's a great way to say it yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's tough i mean you know it's tough i mean i guess that people probably see me as a fixer man i mean i would say the people see me as a fixer whether it's i'm using a table whether it's i'm using equipment i would probably say that people perceive me as a fixer um that is really good at training you know but really it's it's all in a continuum and so I would say a fixer, dude. I mean, because I think what they appreciate is I'm a thinker. I'm trying to figure them out. So I guess like it's like a puzzle, like a puzzler, I guess. I don't know. I guess a fixer. They would see me as a fixer. Um, I call myself a trainer, but that I think that most trainers should think. We don't think. So that's a tough question, dude. It is. That, that got me a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the reason why I asked, and I'm so you, you answered it perfectly, I think, in my opinion, but whatever that means, right? But openly, I mean, <laughs> there's, I mean, this is the thing, right? We're trainers. And with a really amazing skill set, we can do some amazing things. Mm. But what's interesting is I think that we have to make sure that our clients, in my opinion, see us from this trainer perspective with the fixing bias rather than being like Curtis Clay as a fixer. Because then when you're a fixer, you're competing in the same market as chiropractors, massage therapists, and physio. And what do they do? They get fixed and they leave. But if you're an exercise right. process person and you're just a personal trainer that's amazing and can fix things along the way, then you get really that amazing personal training process. Because it's funny with personal trainers, right? Trainers, right? If we're a fixer, fix my shoulder. It doesn't get fixed. They leave. They're pissed off. They feel like, well, Curtis Clay sucks. Yeah, but if their shoulder hurts and they're like, hey, Clay, <laughs> listen, I'm here to train. Don't worry about this. It's got going on. We're going to work around it. But if you can kind of do both, where they see you as this person, and if it doesn't change so much in that session, that's okay. But you do make a great change by improving the stability. You get this amazing trainer, you know, like 70% trainer, small fixer. And you get to really help people in an amazing way. I don't know. But it's a fun question because I love asking that because everyone kind of gets stumped. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who this yeah, is because it says unknown. But someone commented fixer on Facebook group. So <laughs> someone's fired up about it and I absolutely love it. Fixer. That's right. I love it. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting, man, because I think again it's back to like thinking, right? If you if you think, right, then your clients can thrive from their experience with you. Right. And how do we present them something different? And I think that's what's kind of interesting. How do we present something different to them that they're so used to going to uh like a big box gym and 
oh, I got my trainer and they got their super tight shirt on and it says master trainer on the back. And that means that they're good, right? But yeah. little do you know that underneath all that, that's just because it's a marketing tactic, yeah. right? And it's something that doesn't actually prove their validity. What I think is really cool is when your marketing is on point and you're conveying your message, right? Yeah. And you're getting that idea out. But then when the person comes in, they're telling me this happens a good a good bit. They're like, your marketing and content doesn't even touch the service that you provide. And so I think with that, it's like good because they need to experience this. Because what can I do in an 18 second clip? What can I do in a minute clip? We can get these little snippets here and there. But once you come in and experience it, it's a completely different thing. It's like getting takeout food, right? Versus eating it at the restaurant. What's the difference? You drive home, the food may cool off, still good, but you get that sucker when it's warm and hot. You're like, oh my gosh, it's so good. You know, it's like, wow, you're experiencing it. So I think marketing is almost like a way to, it's an appetizer. Yeah, good to If I use that analogy essentially, right? But if you want the full meal deal, you know, come on in, you get a four course meal, you know what I'm saying? You're like, whoa, this is way better, right? Because we can make the decisions on the fly. We can listen more. We can do this. We can do that. And then people are like, this is unbelievable. And I think a big part of that too is when you show people that you're actually listening to what they're saying, it's going to blow them away. I mean, it's like getting a good uh, waiter or waitress and they're, you know, when they're on it, they're like almost predicting, like you're like looking for them for water and they're there with a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get a good tip, man, you know, and so all these types of things. So I think that's a crucial thing. And if we can think and show them a different experience to exercise, we can impact that. We can impact their health for life with just that. Yeah. Just that. Right. And we know in America, I mean, and I'm in America, but like our health here is trash, dude. It is not good. Our perception of what exercise should be and should it be and, um, what your experience should be like. It's like, you know, no pain, no gain. And I've had people like, dude, why am I doing better? And I'm I'm not hurting ever. I'm never super sore. I'm getting enough of this stuff. So it just kind of varies. And if we can make that impact, it'll make a big difference, you know? I couldn't agree more. By the way, the fixer comment came from Mr. Brad Thorpe. So uh, shout Brad. out to Brad. Thanks so much, Isofit. Brad. Mr. Isofit, Mr. Isometric himself. But I completely agree. And one of the things episode. we talk about, yeah, thanks. Brad's awesome. And we're going to have him on yeah. again. We got some stuff we didn't even get to unpack. So Brad, if you're listening, we're excited to have you on. It's going to be good. Um, there's something we talk about in our mentorship program where we talk about, you know, Tom says, speak, client, deliver science, yeah. right? Well, we talk about marketing client and then delivering science because you have to market to what the client wants to hear. Dan Garner is a, a old buddy of mine. He took RTS when I was teaching it and he's got hockeytraining.com. He's created a bunch of amazing online training platforms for athletes, a really amazing entrepreneur. And he was telling me the story one time that when he was at his gym, he was working with 25 other trainers. They all said like personal trainer, head trainer, super trainer, strength and conditioning coach, whatever. And he's like, you know what? Put me up as weight loss trainer. And they're like, well, but there's no such thing as a yeah. weight loss trainer certification. He goes, just put me up as weight loss trainer. And he put weight loss trainer up okay. and he got slammed busy because everyone would look at the list of trainers and their titles and they go, oh, weight loss trainer. That's what I need. And they would get to come in. Right. His marketing pulled them in. And then he got to what you said. He over delivered on the high quality product that he was offering by showing them the science right. and his process and where it fit in. And then it turned into this exponential growth of the, the lifetime value. The client stuck around because he had a great product. 
but they never would have known that if he didn't market it in some way that people got pulled in, right? Selling a servicing, they had to pull him in somehow. And I think that's what you do a, an awesome job at, man. I mean, you absolutely crush it. I appreciate it. Man. I think it's, uh, it's hard, right? And I think being different can be hard, right? Um, you know what, dude? Just try it. Do fat loss, you know, like, oh, whoa, then it turned into something else. Um, sometimes you just got to try stuff and be okay with that and learn from your experiences. You know, like I looked at, like, I would just post on Instagram before and post now. I'm strategic about it. Like, I think I'm a lot more strategic of, like, okay, I want my profile to look like this but okay like i tried something a bit and i'll kind of give the why i did this so i looked at research of how to get more people to your page and um you know the posts where it's like three of them make three across an instagram make one post right i was like you know i'm gonna leverage this for a while right well my views on my profile went up by 300% within the first month of me doing that. Okay. And so, cause they'll see on their feed. Yeah. They'll see on their feed one square. They'll see one square. Thanks bro. Sorry. I got delivered a coffee. Thank you. Young Quentin. Um, anywho, they'll see one square and then all of a sudden they're like, well, what is it? They'll click, go to the page and they'll spend some time there. Right. And so, if I can get that, then they'll explore a little more. Okay, cool. So then I was like, you know what? That's going good, going good. Once it dropped off by 50%, I switched back to single posts. And then whenever I want to make an announcement type thing, then from there I'll post, when I do a podcast episode, it'll be the three across. So they know, oh, shoot, I don't even have to go. I'm going to go listen to the podcast. Or, oh, shoot, you know, brick and clay. Oh, oh, hold on, let me go to the page and find the one that has the two square because the video is on there. It's like this way of getting them to interact more within our ecosystem and environment, but where there's an ease of entry into that when it comes to, okay, let me engage them. And then over time, they're like, you know what? I need to go experience. I never thought about doing a hip extension on the 45 degree bench with that. And then I click here, dude, this other guy in Canada has this twisty thing and there's a 45 degree bench and whoa there's like this whole other spectrum of trainer out there that'll think to help me thrive and then it helps all of us it helps all of us the goal is to change the landscape where people are looking for us they're looking for us because there's so many out there that are all the same fish going this way and then eventually we're going upstream and i'm like hey brandon fish hey what's up are you going this way yeah me too let's do a podcast hey brad yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Our powers combined. <laughs> we are Fitness Planet. Oh, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's great, man. I love it. And you're gonna meet people. You're gonna meet people along the way that are like, you know, I'm not alone. We're gonna keep going this this route. We're gonna keep going that way, right? So, the culture is not always correct. But and I think that's one thing that we have to understand. You've been talking about the art and science of training within, or sorry, as a coaching, <laughs> some of your marketing and branding. And I love that because you just right. nailed that on the head with what you talked about. You talked about, you did some science, you did some research on Instagram and the platform to find out how those metrics worked. Then you were creative by taking some great photos and then finding an app to chop it up to make a really pretty scene. Then you tracked the metrics mm-hmm. to identify what your viewership was like and you got 300% in a month, which is sick. And as soon as you saw that marketing strategy, decrease a little bit and it's how much uh, it's efficacy and how it was 
was working, you switch back to another strategy, which brought your viewership back up. And so you have this art of the creative application on Instagram, having a sexy grid or whatever you want to call it. And then you have the science of tracking. And dude, I think it's, that's why I love you, man, is because that's what it really is all about. It's the art and science of business development and everything. And it's, are you getting the metrics you need to know that what you're doing is fricking working? And then are you doing stuff that's different than other people? I think you got to differentiate because if everyone does the same posts as Strata and Fitness Pro Mentors and Curtis Clay and Clay's Cortex and copies minds on muscle and makes it look the same, that's cool. You're going to get traffic, but people want to see you be you in a way that resonates with your market. I agree. Like one thing I found and this, I don't know if this is off topic, um, I think it kind of ties in a little bit, um, but in my area, I've had a, people copy my website. I've had people use the words, like words they'd never heard of, all right? Like directionality, for example, whatever it is, talk about that or whatever it is, then they'll start talking about it, right? Um, and they'll, they'll, you know, oh, this seems really good. I'm going to use this or, oh, I'm going to you know put my logo in the bottom of the video on Instagram, whatever it is, and, which is easier to do now, which is good. It's branding, but if you try to copy someone else's identity it's gonna fail right so i just finished this book phenomenal i'd highly recommend it and this kind of helped me because like people be like oh dude they're like copying your website the language this type of stuff and i'm like one i don't care they can do them i'm gonna focus on my clients because that's most important but this book called innovation stack um jackie at my my wife works at microsoft and um and she's a title and I kind of understand what she does to some aspect, but these a lot of acronyms and, uh, anywho, so she's, they do these things for client morale or employee morale. And it's essentially, uh, they bring in speakers, right? So this guy spoke and she goes, dude, you got to listen to this guy. Cause you use square to take payment at work. He created square, you know, I'm like, so listen, I listened to five minutes, this guy talking of whatever they think. I forget what they call it. And I was like, what's his book. So I listened to it and I almost stopped the book. He said, in business, you just got to copy people. And in my mind, that was a pride thing where I'm like, I'm not just going to copy people, okay? I was like, I'm going to let this ride out a little bit. But what he was leading into, which was magical, um, he's like, he's like, yeah, you can copy. When you copy somebody, you only copy the one portion of their innovation stack that builds upon each phase, and it will never work. He goes, yeah, the big boxes. Like, Macy's will copy JC Penny, which I think JC Penny's out of business, but Nordstrom will copy this person because they're up here. They're gonna, they want to compete with that top market, right? Like right. they're like, this bank's offering two percent on savings. They better do that too, and so forth. That's what he's talking about. But he goes in history, there's been many innovation stacks that people have uh, tried to copy, but don't because they don't understand that this stack is built on. T- sorry, this stack's built on top of this stack on top of this. And so if you're like, oh. All you see is this stack. You miss the layers here and it'll never work. And that's why you should never copy somebody else's identity of what they're trying to do. It may draw you in, but for your marketing, you need to figure out what do I like about that? Like if I was like, wow, Brandon, you look handsome. Look at this. Wow. looks like there's lights behind you. Okay. Your sound is really good. And I found how important sound is. Right, like sound and then lighting. Okay, you know, I like what I like about what Brandon's doing is the lighting. I need to go learn about lighting. You know, like taking the portions that draw to you so you can convey your message. But if you take, try to copy everything, you're no longer doing your marketing plan. You are now doing something. 
that is not within your identity or whatever it is. Because you'll see multiple avenues of how people market on Instagram. And it works for them, right? They may post a video of them doing a lift. And people are like, wow, that's sick. And I'm like, what's so great about that? In my mind, right? Or like, yeah, that's the row, right? But it's hard when you go to RTS because then you're like, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a compound row. And then you're doing this. And you're biasing this. Like, okay, cool. But people might be like, I have never seen that. So it works for them. It just depends, you know? So always stick to your identity because if you do, it won't go wrong because if you're, if you don't know who you are, then you'll never know who you're, who you are and who you're going to be. And then your business has no idea of who you're going to be. You know what I'm and saying? I think you're guaranteed to fail at one point or really struggle. Cause I would tell you yeah. for sure, I agree with you. And we've talked about this with no particular detail, but I've experienced copying on multiple fronts and I'm not yeah. one who will absolutely, you know, I'm not going to call people out because it's just not worth it. It makes, it looks petty in my opinion. Right. But I mean, for anybody who's the, seen the providence of strata and what we started with and how we did our marketing, it's clear that we start talking about post-activation potentiation and then someone else starts talking about H reflex a day later. You're like, okay. Right. So, right. So that's cool. And ultimately, in my opinion, exactly what you said, though, it used to really frustrate me because one thing that I took a lot of pride in was my creativity and taking RTS and other things that we learned and purposefulling it into a way that reaches my target audience. And when I saw someone else do it, I'd be like, come on. I put so much time into that. But now I just don't care because ultimately I'm still going. I know what direction I'm going. And when I need to figure something right. out, just like you, you can reverse engineer it. You go, hey, I want to look better. I don't want to look like I'm hiding in a shadow. Let's turn a light on. Oh, there we go. It looks so it. much better. You reverse engineer right. where you want to be, your marketing, your presentation. And people are going to copy, and that's cool. In my opinion, that just shows you you're doing something special and amazing. And Correct. you're good, man. And I, yeah, I'm su I'm not surprised people are copying you. You got the red and black vibe going on. You got great athletes, dynamic stuff. <laughs> You're also using this crazy twisty thing with some cool photos, taking shots down squat right, racks. Like it's creative. And ultimately, I mean, marketing <laughs> in 2021, that's what it's all about is really standing out from the pack. I agree, and I think it's hard to. It's hard to, but the thing is that if I was to encourage anybody, like there's only one of you, right? Your life experiences, and we talk about this with like exercise experiences, injury history, we all have a body, but how we use it and the injuries we've taken on and stress is not the same. And so that's why the exercise process should be approached towards you. Well, if I look at the person itself, the business owner, whoever it is, entrepreneur, Stop trying to be those other people. Be yourself. And we've all heard this. It's okay to be you, little Johnny. Like, yeah, we get that. But be you and convey the things that excite you. You know, like if you're studying a certain topic, post about those things with exercise. Or, which I didn't even know this. The SI joint can mutate and counter mutate similar to the rib cage. Like, I never would have, you know, like post about those things and people see your excitement and like, oh my gosh, that's a professional who's still learning stuff. And they're like, I want to go there. They keep learning. Yeah. So it's just like, are you okay with yourself and the journey that you're on? And when you, when people realize that you are okay and you're confident in yourself, and you're ready to learn that people want that. I think people really just want honesty. Like, can I be, if I can be honest, be honest. It's kind of that simple. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Like, do you know what this is? No. Right? But I will go learn about it. Or is it, yeah, I do. It's blah, 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 blah. Oh, I didn't even, my doctor didn't tell me that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, let me go to the skeleton and show you what I mean by that. Wow, that actually paints a clear picture. Great. Yeah, yeah. Be honest with people. And if you can do that through your market, people can feel it. Like, you know, you look at stuff and some guy's like, hey, 
you need to do these six exercises to prevent back pain. They're, they're bulletproof. I'm like, you're crazy, dude. I like, you know, and people, and it's like predatory. And I think yeah. people are looking for honesty and they're, they're going to find it. You know what I'm saying? Are you frustrated and annoyed that you're still fat after trying everything? You need Beachbody Blitz 199 for three months. You know, like there's a bunch of that cheesy, pushy stuff. And I think if you're genuine and you actually share some great things, you said something that I got really excited about. There's something that I always used to believe, and I found a better way of saying it. it was that simple thing, fake it till you make it. But I'd, I, that always had like a, a cheesy sense to it. But I listened. I was it Chip Wilson, whatever the guy's name, and then invented Lululemon. I can't remember, but he said something that. Who you are should right now in this moment, how you present yourself should not be defined by your past. It should be defined by your future. And if you know that in the future, you and your business want to be X, Y, and Z, how you present yourself, your market yourself right now, regardless if you're there or not, should be a representation of your future self. And I just think that that's so key because if you know that you are, I mean, I don't care if you're a Porsche driving millionaire and you want to do some marketing to promote that or you are promoting this amazing facility where young athletes can reach the next level with a scientific approach. You got to start marketing it and promoting it now. Right. And uh, that's exactly it, man. I think the hard part is, is like we get comfortable. Um, and listen, man, it's easy to be mediocre. Um, we can, uh, in my opinion, I don't have to try and I can be mediocre. I think a lot of people work at being just good enough. You know, there's this thing called learned helplessness, right? So, like, um, I've, I've, I've researched this a little bit and trying to get it out of the people that I work with, especially the athletes. Like, well, I only tried 80% during that at-bat. But if I would have tried 100, I would have got a hit. You know, there's this, this mentality that happens and goes through, but it's like, don't do that. Present as if you're going to be at that future point, right? Like, What's the, what's the thing you don't, you don't dress for the job. You just, or the interview you dressed for like, I forgot what the saying is, but like where you want to be. Like, if you want to be CEO, you show up like ready to go. I forgot how this thing goes, you know, it's it's like that. Like don't play at that competition's level, play above it all the time, every day, over and over and over again, you know? Yeah, man. Curtis, honestly, I love all this, man. And I think we should put a pin in today, but I do have one last question I want to ask you. And I always love your perspective and philosophy. If you were going to offer one tidbit around marketing or mindset to people who are starting their personal training business and trying to get their big first month, they want to open a studio or they're trying to scale their studio with all the stuff that you learned, what would be like the one heavy piece of gravity that you could dose onto them that would help them get to that level? Can I give like two? Yeah, please. Is that okay? Yeah, please. Okay. So first, it's okay. So the first one would be find which platform speaks to you, okay, and go after that one, okay? Because if it speaks to you, it's probably going to speak to the people that you want in your ecosystem. That's the first one. The second one is build a system. And what I mean by that is not like, I know Brandon talks about Final Cut and that kind of stuff. Build a system of how you want to post, okay? Now, what I mean is you might have three options, okay? And it's like, I want to post one of me talking to the camera about something. And then another post is about um, just a picture. And then a third post would be a video explaining something, however you want to go about it. Give yourself some options so that you can present and rotate those things. Or maybe it's a week of those posts, the next week it's this. And it does something to the eye when there's rhythm. Like our bodies love rhythm. Our eyes love rhythm, right? 
Because if I was like talking to you guys and then I flipped upside down the camera, you'd be like, what the? You would lose, you wouldn't even be focusing on what we're saying. So you got to build a system of a couple different posts that you can pull out of your, you know, your, your, your fanny pack, right? Pull that out. Oh, here you go. It's that one. And then thirdly, figure out what your identity is, who you are and present that through what you're trying to do because it'll come out genuine and people will appreciate that. So I would say those probably three things. Love it, man. Honestly, all brilliant. I really appreciate your time as always, man, on a, uh, I can't wait to have you on again as long as you're open to doing this again in the same fish. We're in the yeah, same no doubt, stream. Dude. So, I mean, we might as well do another show together. Dodging them. Dodging them. That's right. <laughs> High five, fish. <laughs> All right, man. It, Thanks so much man. for your time, dude. And uh, I'll see you on the other side when I got two kids too. Hey, there you go, man. All right, buddy. Have Talk a good one. Time.